All right. Constructive or destructive criticism. It's constructive when I say it. It's destructive when you say it. That's a joke, okay? It's not, it's not real. But people who think that everything that comes out of their mouth is God's gifts to this green earth thinks their criticism is always constructive. It's trying to build you up. It's not necessarily true. And people who think that the little criticism that they give isn't destructive can really, really hurt and not build up at all. So you got to be in the right spirit when you're speaking to people. Now, we're coming from a from a from, from the scriptures of judgment because there are two different types of judgment. One we have no part of. All right which is people always seem to want to put their big fat finger or nose in. You cannot condemn anybody anywhere. You don't own heaven or hell. You can't send anybody anywhere. All right? Matthew 7, 1 through 5. Judge not, that you be not judged. I don't, they always stop right there. Judge not, that you be judged. Shut up. Don't you finish the scripture. For with what judgment you judge, you shall be judged. And with what measure you meet, it shall be measured to you again. And why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye, but considerest not the beam that is in thy own eye? Or how wilt thou say to thy brother, Let me pull out the mote out of thine eye, and behold, a beam is in thine eye. Thou hypocrite, first cast out the beam out of thine eye, and then shalt thou clearly, see, clearly cast out the mote out of thy brother's eye. This one did not speak about condemnation, didn't speak about any of those things. We spoke about stop looking at the outward appearance you know, and stop looking at what somebody else is doing when you do it. Can't tell nobody, hey, man, you a sinner because you listen to secular music when you listen to it. It's hypocritical. Hey, man, you got to stop talking to them, uh, them fast-tailed girls. Yeah, but you look at them on the internet. Hypocrite. Don't judge another person's actions when you do the same thing. Instead, shut up. Hush. Matter of fact, let somebody else help them. Especially if you're doing the exact same thing. That's why you got to check yourself first before you open up your mouth. That's not, it's not going to be con constructive criticism. That's going to be destructive. Because if they know you're doing the same thing, guess what? They're not even listening. And they're getting mad when you talk. Here's the other one, though. Luke 6, 36-38. Be compassionate just as your father is compassionate. Don't judge and you won't, ju you won't be judged. Don't condemn and you won't be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Give and it will be given to you. A good portion, packed down, firmly shaken. Overflowing will fall into your lap. The portion you give will determine the portion you receive in return. All right. Notice how forgiveness and, and, and condemnation and, and, and judgment all come in the same thing. It all matters. It's all tied together. He said, "Don't judge. Don't be looking at nobody trying to put them down, and don't you try to send nobody somewhere that you ain't going. And most of all, forgive." Forgiveness is a key. 
You cannot walk around holding unforgiveness because somebody did something to you. You have to learn to let that go. I know sometimes people can say stuff that is very true in a mean way. What you said hurt my feelings. I'm sorry I hurt your feelings, but I, what I still said was true. I could have said it better. I could have presented it a lot better. I could have presented it at the time when nobody was around. I picked the wrong time to say that. But it's still true. Sometimes people can't even see past that because their feelings are so hurt. All they know is that you hurt my feelings. Never mind what else you didn't say. That's why forgiveness is so key for in, in, in the Christian faith. And all, how can you just forgive somebody who did that to you? Oh, y'all crazy. Oh, y'all. I, 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 can't, I can't forgive and I can't forget. Okay. Go to hell then. You take, let, let's see if that anger and that rage and malice that you hold on to is worth going to hell for all eternity because you won't forgive somebody because they wronged you. Killed somebody that you love. You still have to forgive. <clears throat> because guess what? At the end of the day, guess what? When you give before God, guess what He's going to bring up? Everything that you did. He won't even bring up the other person. You're trying to condemn somebody else, and you, you should be condemned just as well for what you've done. That's why we can't do that. That's why we don't try to put nobody in the world we ain't, we ain't got no place being there. But we don't point the finger. Anytime we have to critique a brother or sister in the Lord, we better make sure our house is clean first. Make sure your house is okay. The Bible says that a, a man who cannot keep his own house is not fit to lead the church. Meaning, if my house was not in order, I could not stand up in front of you and speak with authority and, with, and feel with the spirit correctly if my house is in disarray. If my kids are crazy, if my wife talk crazy to me, she don't, she disrespects me, I disrespect her, there's no honor, there's no loyalty, I'm not fit to be, to be in the house of the Lord, lead anybody. And yet, still here I am. And if it is, we better make sure that if we, if we are first to tear down, that we are also the first to build back up. Don't you give nobody a, a negative criticism and you don't give a good one right after that. You can't do that. We humans, we have emotions, we have feelings, we have uh, intellect. Um, so we feed off each other's energy. So if somebody's coming at me, really, you come at somebody really angrily, really strongly, and just picking them apart piece by piece, and you don't put them back together, shame on you. Shame on you. You have got to get, get you. You have got to clean your own house first before you can tell other people that they aren't doing it right. Sometimes people don't even, even listen to what you say. They just look at what you got. How you gonna tell me about a car? Your car raggedy. You ain't changed the tire. Don't change the bricks. Oil leaking everywhere. Seats got holes in it. All your lights is out. Ain't had a registration sticker in years. Yeah. Hypocrite. That's, that's destructive criticism. Giving people information today, it ain't useful. 
It's used for nothing. It should be just walked upon. It is first and foremost not our job to destroy what Christ has built. Too often, the body of Christ tears each other down. Why? Jealousy, envy, rage. You know, those are the opposite of the fruit of the Spirit. Covening what somebody else got. You could have what they have if you did what they did. Maybe. When it comes down to things, yeah. People, not so much. Yeah. Colossians 1, 18. He is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the one who is firstborn from among the dead so that he might occupy the first place in everything. Christ died so he could be the first one born again. And now we share that same thing. We were born again in the spirit. So we put off our old mind, our old, fle our old flesh, and we are born new creatures. Christ was made first. That's benefit beneficial for all of us. So because we use something new, why are you trying to tear something down? <laughs> we have to keep the church's name out of saved, sanctified mouth. Stop talking about the church. I'm guilty of it too. I tell you, sometimes I see some weird stuff. I see folks doing stuff that, they, that you couldn't find in the Bible even if you tried to write it yourself. But, but, even if they use the ugly baby toe a part of the body, they are still part of the body. And we have to be very, very careful and delicate about how we criticize or if we even should criticize. Because some stuff you don't even have to speak about. It'll phase out on its own. Some stuff will just die out. It will start up raging and it will die down so fast, just as fast as it can. It'll be gone. You do not want condemning judgment spoken out of your mouth because of how you feel in just the moment. When somebody make you mad and the first thing you want to say is cuss them out, you bleepity bleep or whatever, whatever. First off, you better check your fruit because you shouldn't be cussing. Second of all, why are you so upset about a mistake? Amen. Why are you so upset about a mistake? You don't make mistakes? Most of the time? Like 99.9% .9 of the time? There's an underlying issue going on behind that. And you've been holding that in and now it's building up and now you want to, this is my time to let them have it. Off of something simple. You always dropping stuff on the floor. What's that mean? You know what it means. I dropped a spork. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can get you another one. No. Yeah, looking for a fight. Looking for a reason to say something negative. Don't do that. Not to your brother. So you shouldn't do it to anybody, but especially not to a believer. Because harming somebody who's a part of the body is like harming yourself. There is good judgment, but you must be in a place where you are filled with the Spirit before you can begin to speak. 
cannot just open up your mouth and just be talking. Can't just be talking. You know, your words can either... You, you can speak to flowers and make them bloom. This is a, a real-life experiment where they took flowers and they spoke good things to these certain flowers and then they spoke bad things to another, another flower. The flower they spoke the good things to blossomed. The, the flower they spoke negative things to died. It, it, it was a experiment with some rice or something like that. Spoke spoke to the rice. The rice is healthy. Spoke to the negative to the other other part of the rice. It was black. The reason being is because we give off energy. I know it's a little scientific, but but it is. It's true. You can speak. That's why they say vibe. Good vibes. Well, vibe is short for vibrations. When we speak to one another, we are sending certain energy and certain tones and frequencies to each other that either good or bad. Negative or positive. That's why you have to be careful about what you say to people. A lot of times I see somebody, they, they doing something, I just try to be quiet first and think or pray. Preferably pray. Lord, they irritate me. I'm ready to go off. But I know I shouldn't. Because they might be going through something. Or maybe they just don't know. And whatever's irritating me, Lord, help me first. Yeah. It's my fail safe a lot of times. A lot of times I'd be really just let you have it. But I have to stop. Say, no, there's something else going on there. But see, if you're not filled with the spirit, you won't even think about that. You're thinking with your flesh. We all make that mistake sometimes, speaking before we have all the facts or speaking out of the flesh. We have to be careful about how we speak to one another. All right? Got to be, you got to be more careful. Proverbs 18, 21. People don't understand that this, this, this verse here, it's not, it's, it's the first part, but it's also this last part. It's what you, it's, it's what's going to happen. It's, a, before I even read it, it's telling you, it's giving, it's telling you what it's indicating and it's telling you what's going to happen. All right? It's indicating what is going to happen. Imperative and indicative. It's, it's, man, it's giving it to you. <coughs> Proverbs 18, 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. All right? When you open up your big fat trap and you speak whether positive or negative, power is coming out of your mouth. That's why the word says that when Christ comes back, he's going to open his mouth a two-edged sword is going to come out and he's going to slice on every side. That's how powerful his words are. Words have power. Amen. Here's that second part. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So whether you spoke evil or whether you spoke good, you're going to eat the fruit of it. It's one of those principles in life that cannot be turned off. There are spiritual laws, there are natural laws. This is a spiritual law. You run your mouth, you talk about somebody crazy, something crazy gonna happen to you, or somebody gonna talk crazy about you. You get what you give. Low key, 
If you really want to do a study on it, this is tied. This is this can be tied to money. I read this scripture before with Luke, chapter Luke. He said, "Press down, shaking up, overflowing. Give, and you will be given back to you." Those are spiritual laws. Constructive criticism is what we aim to do, but often it's received as the very opposite. We tear a person down without filling them back up with what they were missing originally. If you're not ready to try to help somebody get get better, and you guys you have a, you have something you think you have something so slick, so creative, so whatever, shut up. Just keep it to yourself. Keep it to yourself. My mama told me if you ain't got nothing nice to say, be quiet. Because you can make a situation worse by speaking how you feel in a moment when your blood pressure is high, your heart beating fast, and your feelings hurt. Amen. Sometimes somebody can tell you something so truthful you don't even hear what they just said. All you know is I'm being attacked and I must, I must retaliate. No, you need to relax and ask yourself a couple questions. Lord, is this true about me? This criticism that I'm receiving? And if it is true, Lord, help me correct it. It's hard. Especially if it's somebody who lower than you. Somebody you think is lower than you. How you going to tell me about me? You ain't better than me. First off, nobody's better than anybody. That's your first mistake. If we continue with that approach, bitterness and unforgiveness fills the void. You try to tell somebody about this stuff too many times, they get bitter towards you. I want to hear nothing about much of my you, you, every time I come, you come around, you bad news bears. Don't give me no more bad news. I ain't doing this right. I can't do that right. I'm doing that. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Can I do anything right in front of you? Anyone ever been told they were nothing? There should be a follow-up statement like your pride or lack of humility. That's the only time that's acceptable. If you go, if somebody you, you tell them, hey man, you know you ain't you nothing just like the rest of us, it better be because they 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 pride for or they lack of humility. Pretty much anything else, you just being mean and evil. Hey man, I say you know you you know. You're doing all right for yourself, but you know you you, you flaunting a little too much around everybody. You know you re you're really, you know, you're making people feel bad because you got it and they don't. Oh, I'm sorry, man. I I didn't realize I was doing it. Thanks for bringing it to my attention. I I, I cut back. That's a good response to have. Everybody gonna have that? No. It's good to have though, because the opposite could be, man. Y'all just jealous. I got it. and You don't got it. Don't y'all know things are just things? Things can come and go. Amen. The Lord give, the Lord take away. Amen. He can take everything from you just as fast as you got it. Amen. That's why you don't hold on to money. Just as fast as you got it, it can go. Quick. Real quick. You save as much as you can, but even yet, you still. You don't be in love with it to the point where you have to hoard it.
there should be a follow-up statement like you're proud of your lack of humility. Otherwise, it's just an insult. Anyone can just hurl insults, but a well-established believer will know that it is better to be called a fool and be false than to open your mouth and validate it. I'm not insulting you. I'm describing you. Ooh. Don't that hurt a little bit? Sometimes when someone is cutting up, the best advice we can offer is to say nothing. Sometimes when somebody's just doing wrong, let life get them. You don't need to go criticizing. Especially if you've already said it before. Life can show you way better than I can tell you. As they say now, you're going to mess around and find out. You will find out the hard way. Keep being rude to people. Keep being dishonest to people. Keep destroying people with your words. That's coming. Everything you spoke out there is coming right back at you. A facial expression can speak a volume of words. And if you are valued because of how you love people, your holy opinion should be well received. You treat people right. You love people the right way, like Christ loved the church. You pick, you pick you pick people up. You exalt other people higher than yourself. People will take what you have to say at face value. You know what? You probably right. You wanna know why they're gonna do that? Because you made yourself trustworthy. You've made righteous judgments, which means you've made correct decisions. You're not looking for to get your own vain glory. You're not looking to exploit me to make yourself better. People will pay, they pay, they will pay attention to that. That's why your character counts. It counts. You can't be a jerk talking about, I love Jesus. Ain't no jerks in Jesus. It don't make no sense. It's jerk chicken, but not jerk Christians. That's a little pasty joke. Okay, y'all didn't get it. All right. <laughs> Silence is true wisdom's best reply. Sometimes the best, the best offense or the best defense is just to be quiet. Even children know when to be compassionate to a hurting soul. As my two children are right here. They look so cute. They look like they like each other. I'm pretty sure they fought on the way to the car after this picture. Yes. <laughs> But that's okay. It's just an illustration. All right. All right. We made them pose like that. <laughs> Romans 12, 10. Be kindly affectionate one to another with brotherly love. In honor, preferring one another. You have to prefer one another more than yourselves. More than yourself. It can't just be about you. Okay. Put some tenderness on those words you speaking. Every fault does not need to be addressed. Ooh. You know, I noticed that you didn't get the crust out your eye this morning. You brushed your teeth, but, you know, you missed the spot. I, I noticed that, you know, one sock is higher than the other. Could you stop looking at me, please? <laughs> Creep. You know, I noticed that you studied for 
32 minutes today, but yesterday you studied for 29 minutes. You're uneven. People have real OCD about that. You, y'all laughing. I'm serious. Everything has to be on spot. Amen. Like, Amen. stop that. Amen. Stop it. Like, did I study? You should be thanking me. Because I didn't want to do it. Every, you know, love covers a multitude of faults. Put some love on that. Hey, you know, I, I, I was going to tell you the other day that, you know, you dragged the trash all the way to the curb. But you know what? I just hosed it down. I didn't, you know. I think I, I hold the juice up. I didn't want to stain the concrete. Yes, garbage juice will stain concrete. It's nasty stuff. It's a mixture of all this junk you ate that week. And I've seen it happen. It's not our job to be judge and jury. Rather, we ought to want to be the bail bondsman. You see somebody in trouble, I be want to bail them out. Oh, Lord, give him another chance. Give him another chance. He ain't know no better. He didn't. He, he, he missed Bible study that week. Lord, I'm trying to help. I'm trying to help catch him up. Yeah. You don't want to be in a position trying to put people down all the time. That's going to take a toll on you. On all your relationships, you people, you will be what we label here come old condom them and joke. Always condemning, always criticizing, always critiquing, always got some negative say. He's a she, he's a negative Nancy and a Debbie Downer. You don't you don't want to be that. You know they never say anything. What's what's the, what's the version for me? I don't know. I gotta find out. Can you set people free with some encouragement? Should be able to. Why do we have to be the ones who kill our wounded? That's the knock on, on Christians. The moment you slip, ooh, it's overgrown. Stick a fork in him, Danny. He's done. Yeah. We don't put no love on it. I don't cover anything. Like, hey, man, you know, you made a mistake. Don't take a break. Come back. Do it again. Nope. 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 You're done. You're done. First Peter 5 and 8. Be sober. Be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Why are some of us doing the devil's the first two statements are for us. The rest is for the devil. But we find ourselves skipping the first two and doing the latter. He says be sober and be vigilant. Means stay, keep your mind clear and free from things that may make you hazy or distorted. He said be vigilant means pay attention. Always. Because all the devil is looking to do is trying to, trying to take you out. And sometimes with our destructive criticism, we are killing the ones who look just like us, walking in the same direction as us. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but your words will never hurt me. Liar, liar, liar. Because that statement is not true. Words do hurt. Matter of fact, I would, I would go ahead and tell you, words hurt more than in physical pain. 
you can get cut with a with a knife, go to the doctor, get stitched up, and like you know, depending on what kind of stitch job they do, it'd be like it wound was never there. But let somebody let somebody who said they love you and, and care for you cuss you out and talk about you like a dog. That pain, that cut in your heart will be there forever. And depending on how deep it is, only God can close it up. That's why you have to be careful with your words. Because your words are a two-edged sword. And it will cut on both sides. And you can do some damage to people. If you don't handle them gently. Cautiously. Lovingly. Your words are the most powerful thing we have. Why do you think the devil tries to discourage us from praying together on one accord? Many of us believe that's what COVID was about. If the devil can get the believers out of church and not praying together, then they lose their power. So they shut down church. They shut down all. They shut down quote unquote non-essential businesses. What is a non-essential business? How do you determine whether it's, whether it's essential or not? You don't know my needs. So they do that. So they go online, online church, which ain't even the same. It's not. Church is a, is, a, is a body of people together, no matter if they're in the building or outside. And we pray together. We cry out to God together. We walk in faith together. We lean on each other together. They tried to, they tried to separate us. We started this church in the middle of the pandemic. I thought that was crazy, but God thought that was right on time. Ain't nobody here got no COVID, ever. And we ain't special. But we faithful. And some days we, just, we, we come in here, we just got to pray. A lot of stuff going on in the world. We have to pray for other people. Pray for ourselves, too. Pray for the ministry. It's powerful. Why do you think the devil tries to discourage us from praying together on one accord? It's music he can't make. The devil is a musical being. But the music he can't make anymore? Praying to God. He can't have a regular conversation with the Lord. Just laying out how he feels and giving God honor and glory anymore. That's over with. It's done. It's done. He can never go back. Even if he wanted to. The devil is really working today. Actually, I'm on vacation. That's all you, chief. A lot of times, that's what it is. Oh, the devil busy out here. No, the devil ain't busy. That's just you. You busy. You busy. He left the instruments here. You picked them up and put them right to use. Destructive criticism is a cancer amongst relationships. Don't nobody want to be with a critic. Ever. Nothing worse than feeling like you ain't good enough. Who don't want to be good enough? I tell my kids all the time, just do your best. I know if you did your best about it. I need maximum effort. If a C++ is all that you have, thank you. 
Your mama will tell you she want an A plus plus. But Amen. Amen. We know every subject ain't our subject, all right? <laughs> Sometimes you just got to take what you get. All right. Don't tell me you love me and turn around and destroy me. The flesh needs to die, not my mental and emotional state. It takes way more willpower to send an encouraging word than it does to send an insult. I believe some people give birth to just plain idiots when it comes down to how we treat one another. Do I need to voice that to every mother that has a wayward son or daughter? No. Rather, shouldn't I pray for them rather than pray on them? See, I could pick and choose who to talk about and, you know, you know, just destroy with my words. Or I could choose to recognize that person I'm having the issue and pray for them. Like, Lord, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's in their heart. Lord, I pray, Father, that some comfort and some relief and some peace would come to them so they can move past this, so they can be joined the body with the rest of us, Lord, so they can be a fulfilling and active member of the body of Christ. See, yeah, my words were constructive and positive and not destructive and devilish. You got to be careful how you talk, how you talk about people. You talk, you got to be careful how you talk about people because you want people to be careful about how they talk about you. If a man got a bad report about his by his character, that's it. Nobody's going to take a chance on that man. No man, no woman, no job. No. Colossians 4, verses 5 through 6. Act wisely toward outsiders. Uh-oh. Making the most of the opportunity, your speech should be always be gracious and sprinkled with insight so that you may know how to respond to every person. Your character counts. If you have a, if you have a history, oh man, you know what? Don't go hang out here, man, because all you're going to do is talk about your shoes. If you ain't got George, if you ain't got Air Force One, then you a bum. Y'all, you, you're making them faces. There's people out there like act just like that. When I was in school, you couldn't wear K-Swiss. Mm-hmm. 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 Can't wear K-Swiss. Song came out and just destroyed that brand. Destroyed it. Got to be kept, man. You got to be kept. Because people are watching, man. They watch us. I notice. Y'all come to church every Sunday, same time. How do you do it? How do you get up and go to work every day? Make a commitment and keep it. Man, I just, I just can't. You like money? Yeah. Don't you got to go to work to get money? Yeah. Well, we believe coming to come to church blesses us. And yet we might be getting monetary things, but we get spiritual things. And I like getting spiritual things. It makes me smarter. My head don't look as big because I'm spiritual. It's information floating in there. And I can access it anytime I need to. And the Lord delights my life. He, can, he honors me and I honor him. He don't owe me nothing. So I'm committed to him. 
We can make commitments. We just choose not to. That's a better answer. Not that we can't, just that we don't want to. Some people will never read the four gospels, but they will read yours. Your life is somebody's good news. The good news of Anthony. I got a hundred chapters. Still writing. Somebody's watching. Somebody's going to read my book. It'd be somebody I didn't even think about. I never would have thought you could read. But here you are. Read about my life. What is your good news of Christ show? Are you constructive or destructive Christian? Are you quick to judge and quicker to condemn? Or quick to love and quicker to forgive? Got to answer for yourself. Look at yourself. Don't just look in the mirror and wipe the crust out your eye. Look at yourself. What do you see? And these quotes are by me. Don't y'all claim them. You get some money for them, I want my check. If I was the Christian that the world only sees, what kind of Christian would the world label me? Whether you intentionally or unintentionally critique someone, we ought to carry ourselves in a manner that is pleasing unto God. We ought to judge righteously, not mainly other people, but ourselves first. 1 Corinthians 11.31 For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. That's first and foremost. Before you try to open up your mouth and critique another person, Look at your own self first. Most of the time, they'll tell you, you know what? I can't tell you nothing right now, bro. Yeah. I got, I'm still struggling. I'm barely making it out of that stage myself. I'm going to just go on here. Yeah. You got to leave it alone sometimes. You just ain't positioned to do that. That's why God has leaders. And leaders, even half, most of the time, we barely making it out, making it through. And we do it because he tells us to do it. Not because we want to do it. The only man I'm trying to be better than is the man I was yesterday. Yeah. The only competition I have is myself. Yeah. The only person I should be looking at to critique is myself. And even that you can take too far. Perfectionism. Got to be perfect. You're already perfect. Perfection just means to be complete. Doesn't mean to get everything right. Complete what you're supposed to do. Complete your task. Romans 10, 12 through 15. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Ooh. This actually goes inside with our, uh, our description for our, for our church. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Let the preachers do the critique. If the preachers will preach the preached word, the critiquing will come from the word and the people can hear from that. Amen. You don't always need to go do, God gave me a word, sister. 
nah, I just, I, I got to tell you. No. Did you hear the message today? Did you not hear me talk about critiquing people? Constructive and, de de and deconstructive criticism? I'm, I'm laying it out on the line. And the last page I gave you was I said, let the preacher do it. Let the word of God do that. Let it minister to you. Let it correct you. That's what is good. It's there for reproof and rebuke. Let the word do it. If you let the word do it, you don't look at people funny when they tell you something. As a matter of fact, if they reiterating it, I know that, I know that came from the word, Pastor. I know that came from the word. It makes you agreeable. You understand. That ain't come from him. He wasn't picking on me. He, he just, the word already said that he just reiterated. But some of us take that too far. On a side preach and side minister and side evangelize on the side, going home and when well, the word really meant that. Like the word is the word. Why you got to re-preach it? You weren't listening? Yeah. Let the leaders lead. Let the teachers teach. Let the ones who got to minister, minister. Yeah. If the word don't correct you, when you when you reading it just casually, and you come upon something, you're like, I didn't even know that was in there. And you don't stop and like, you know, I got to conform to that. I got this, I'm doing it the wrong way, and this Bible telling me something different. I got to conform to that. I had to stop saying marriage, marriage, marriage wasn't hard. Because the Bible said it is. It said marriage is hard. That broke my heart. I said, I've been telling people, no, no, you know, you can do it. No, marriage is hard. It is. For some people, it's harder because they make it hard. Because you're making a sacrifice daily. And it gets tiring sometimes to make it hard. Especially if, if y'all ain't on the same page. But the word told me that. Nobody's going to tell me that. Because I read it. Because I loved it. I developed an appetite for it. Critiquing people doesn't get you very far. Telling people about themselves. Oh, I just had to tell her about herself. Whoo, you're playing a dangerous game. Playing a dangerous game. Because guess what? That's going to come back on you. Somebody's going to tell you about yourself. You know, you had a stank attitude the other day. I did? I didn't even know I did. I'm sorry. Forgive me. And that's how you tear down that criticism. Well, don't do it again. I won't. I'll do my best. It's a kind word. Agreeableness. Being teachable. The word teaches us all of those things. All of those things. All of them. How to deal with conflict. How to deal with difficult people. How to deal with ourselves. Well, we got to follow it. If it's going to be the guide to your, 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 your life and a light to your path, shouldn't you listen to it sometimes? Most of the time? That's why I, I, I never understand. He showed me and he told me. How, how does because he showed me and told me go against everything that's written? Your revelation is better than the rest of than what everybody else has? 
I don't understand. If I got to live right, and I'm a leader, don't you got to live right? We all get the same reward. Eternal salvation, right? Is that dependent on us following the commandments? Well, not dependent on it before, that's after. Once we've received eternal salvation, we're supposed to follow the commandments. Salvation is a free gift. You got to give. You don't want to continue in it? See how much better, how much he can mold you into? He can make you into what you always wanted to be. You just couldn't do it on your own. And I tell you right now, the, the God don't give constructive criticism. If he give you something, it's true. He said, you know, that decision you made the other day, regard your family. Yeah, God. Yeah, that was trash. You should have prayed to me first before you did that. You know, you just set yourself back. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Fathers will make mistakes. Yeah, it ain't, it ain't easy. Sometimes we need to be criticized. You need to stop doing that. That's why you come to church. If you come to hear the word, the word will do that for you. And no man has to teach you. Holy Ghost will tell you. Hey, man, don't do that. Kids, too. Shouldn't take that. Mama gonna find out. Don't talk about them. Don't you talk about her. They going through something. You don't know all the facts. Don't be passing judgment on them. We gotta know when to speak and when to use our word. Because our word should be used for good, not for not for evil. We cannot be doing the devil's work and then coming to church and then claiming to be saved, sanctified, all that other stuff. You want to impress God? Live like him. He sent you an example. Read him. Write about him. Live it. Repeat. Learn to love like Jesus. Learn to live like Jesus. In your best ability. I'm not saying leave your family and go eat in the wilderness for 40 days. But you love people where they are. And let love come from a multitude of faults. And you don't have to criticize them. You love them. And you model what you preaching. Amen? Yeah. Amen. Father God, thank you for allowing us, Father, to be criticized, Father, in the house of God, where we know the word is true and it is just. And it's not opinions, Father. It is only on facts. Father God, we thank you right now because we know that you have ordained this day, this very day, for, for us to hear this word. Father, and I pray that our hearts are open to receive what you have for us. And I pray, Lord God, that even in the midst of we, as this week goes on, Lord God, that we can implement this same thing, Father, that we keep our mouth off people. Yet instead, we encourage them, Father, and we try to love them right where they are, Father. And Lord, we, we don't condone the sins that they may do, Lord God, but we let the love of Christ cover those sins, Father. So in your mighty name we pray. Father, I pray for the ones that have not been able to make it, Father. Lord, I pray that you are in their midst, Lord God. I pray, Father, that the Holy Ghost is active in their lives. I pray, Father, right now, Father, that any sickness or disease, Father, right now, Lord God, if it is not of you, Father, that you will speak the word, Father, right now, and that you will rebuke it in the name of Jesus, Father. I say thank you, Lord God, because we believe by faith that you can do all things, Father. Philippians 4.13, we know that through Christ we can do all things, Lord God. And if it's in you, Father, I know that it is of you, Lord. So we say thank you, Lord. 
greatly will magnify your name. In Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen.